joining us on the phone now. There's a bit going on, on over there. <laughs> Channel 7 Studios, hopefully it's, hopefully it's okay. Uh, Tim Watson, the Essendon legend, and also the only guy in the in the planet to tip St Kilda to finish in the finals, uh, joins <laughs> us. G'day, Tim. Yeah, Jack, um, that's crazy. What's going on? Well, we've just been, um, we the fire trucks are all arrived at our workplace. Oh. Seven, so everybody's had to vacate the building. You can hear another fire truck arriving in the background there, so. Is everything okay? <laughs> well, I hope so, Jack. Uh, States, everybody's out of the building, so uh, I'm not quite sure what's going on inside, but maybe they're looking for some flames or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyway, we're, ah, we're good to go. Well, we're starting at the very top of the tree. I mean, yes. absolute uh, legend you are, of course. Um, uh, how have you found this week, mate? Uh, with the Bombers and their in their record-breaking loss on the weekend, I don't want to start too much of a negative, but <laughs> gee, that one uh, piqued my interest on the weekend. Yeah, that's a nice positive place to start. <laughs> um, no, they, they were like they like playing witches hats at the weekend. I mean, they were just so poor. I couldn't believe it. We had so much to play for in that game against the Giants. And they just didn't give a yelp at any stage of that game. It was just so disappointing. It was almost like you'd thought some sort of a virus had run through the club. But hopefully, you know, their season is over. But hopefully they can give a better account of themselves on Friday night because there's certainly a lot of very disappointed Essendon fans walking around this week. So where are Essendon at, Tim, do you think? Are they on an upwards trajectory or are they sort of going down the ladder and starting a mini rebuild? Where do you think they are at the moment? No, look, I think they've still got some work to do, obviously, to, to build their list. So I didn't think... Uh, like, I didn't think they were good enough to be a final side this year, really. I think, you know, sometimes the draw can flatter you a little bit and there's been some good performances in there and I thought at different stages... They looked a lot better this year than what they had in previous years, but they've still got a real problem about being able to defend the ground. And I think some, the strength of some of their players, we definitely need to get a couple of bigger body type midfi- uh, um, or midfielders as well, but defenders too, because that's a real weakness of us, and that is being able to defend some of the bigger monsters in the game. And uh, up forward too, we're still a little bit skinny. So I still think they've got to add, you know, like, some significant pieces to their list. It's not easy to do. You know, you've got to go to the draft or you've got to try and trade for them. So that can be um, difficult at times to be able to accomplish too much in one off-season, but they've got to continue to do that. I do, I do like Brad Scott. I think that's been a really positive appointment. Um, and, you know, I think talking to people at the club, they're talk, talk, turning things around internally that needed to be addressed. He's only been there one short pre-season himself, so I'm sure there's lots of things that he wants to tackle in the off-season too. And what about the, the leadership of Zach Merritt? Many have sort of lauded him as an, as an excellent captain. He's sort of had career-best numbers. How do you see Zach Merritt as, as um, the skipper of the Essendon Football Club? No, I think he's really good. I think he's done a really good job, Zach, and um, I think he's altered the way that he has played. Like, he's become something more significant as a leader on the field and giving away more of his game to the team um, I think he I think he's he's sort of got that balance now of understanding that it's not so much about having to be the best player it's about having to be the best team player when you're out there and I've noticed a really significant change in the way that he marshals the team and the way that he thinks about his game and what he's trying to do out there it doesn't always work for him but and you know it's too much to ask of just one 
person to alter the fortunes of a team sometimes, but I think he's been a really good leader this year. And then, what about Darcy Parrish? Would you would you re-sign him, Tim? <laughs> yeah, I definitely would. It, Bill, Jack, all these things come down to money, you know, and um, you know, what somebody is prepared to accept and obviously the terms of the contract, how many years they want to be contracted for. So I guess there's just a little bit of fine-tuning that's taking place. You know, we've heard that other clubs are interested in him, and why wouldn't they be? He's, he's a really talented player. I don't, I don't sort of have him in the top echelon of midfielders in the game and the elite players because I think there's still some gaps in his game regarding his disposal and decision-making at critical times. But like he's a really good player, like a really good player, and he's a player that they want to keep. Yeah, no, he's very good. He's part of the midfield mix, which has uh, been, been pretty good for the Bombers. Um, mm. um, away from the Bombers, though, Tim, which I probably should have started with this, you, you're also with the Channel 7 News team, of course. Um, you've been following the Matildas around for the past uh, sort of couple of weeks. How, how, was, how was that? No, well, obviously the whole whole country was in the grip of the Matildas and their performance at the World Cup. I only went to, the, well, I went to two games. I went to the one in Melbourne. Uh, they played at Amy Park and then I went up to Sydney last week for that semi-final and we did the news out of Sydney last week. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's been amazing, hasn't it? Like, uh, I thought at the beginning, it, you know, if they had some success, then there'd be enormous support for them. But I don't think anyone anticipated that they'd quite capture the imagination of the Australian public the way they did. Do they deserve to be immortalised uh, in bronze? Um... <laughs> I don't want to say anything controversial, but uh, <laughs> no, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to, and I don't want to discredit them in any way or downplay their achievement. Uh, but I think, you know, like to be immortalised, I mean, the, the performance was significant, but I think, you know, if we're going to immortalise people and we're going to hold them up as um, heroes or, or whatever, I, I think that we have to mark them, you know, really harshly in terms of you know what they actually achieved like they didn't win the World Cup they finished fourth in the World Cup um, I, I think we I think we we should acknowledge it but I, I think we have in really significant ways already Tim we just shifting our attention back to the footy um, obviously the final starting next week everyone's sort of um, arguing amongst themselves who's best positioned to to go in and and win that elusive flag who do you hold in as the um, you know the best team in the competition heading into the last week of the year I think it's I think it's going to be a great final series because I don't think there is that one team in recent years you look back and you know, Melbourne really were powerful in the last month of footy that year that they won and then you had uh, you know, Richmond's late season performances and then you know, Geelong last year were just uh, but, you know, they, uh, I know they had a close game against Collingwood but in the latter stages of the season some of those finals performances they just looked to cut above everyone so but there hasn't been that team this year like you know, sides have had ebbs and flows in their best performances so I, I, I think you know, like I think I think Melbourne is still in there like, I'll give you the teams I think I think Melbourne is still in there. Obviously, Collingwood are, but you know some of the signs about the way they've been playing are sort of worrying at the mm. bottom, at the back end of the season. Whether they can regather themselves and produce their best football, I think. I think yeah, Port are there. Um, I think Brisbane. If I had to pick one team now, it might be it might be Brisbane. Um, you know, if they get the home finals, and I think they're looking powerful up front. They've got a really good defence, and they've got some really solid midfield too, and they've 
been able to get some extra pace around the flanks, which I thought they were lacking in previous seasons. So if I had to pick just the one team now, I think I might go for Brisbane Lions. Fantastic. There's one team, though, Tim, that uh, I did take note uh, in the pre-season uh, that I think you got uh, sort of laughed at or, you know, at least uh, criticised for, uh, and that was tipping the Saints uh, to make the eight. Um, how did you get to that decision, and um, how pleased are you uh, that you got this tip right? <laughs> I don't get me right, Jack, but I, I, back, I back the, the, the coaches and their performances. And if you look at you know, what Ross Lyon's done wherever he's been, he's always improved teams. Um, he's always had a bit of a sugar hit first up with the groups of players, the way that he reorganises them, the way that he gets them to play. He understands, you know, like you've got to have a really strong defensive game, but, you know, they were good in an attacking sense early in the year and they've got that spread back in more recent times too so I really backed him I really thought that uh, he was capable of being able to you know improve that list which he's been able to do and um, there's been some great coaching performances we talked about on radio this morning you know, this year you know, Michael Voss you know at a stage when it looked like their season was going to fall apart they were able to pull it together and Adam Kingsley up there in his first year as coach of the Giants too um, you know he's been he's been outstanding and um, there's been, you know, some really solid coaching performances. Yeah, no, it mm. certainly has. And on the coaching front, uh, Simon Goodwin has just uh, re-signed a new two-year deal with the Dees. Oh, so uh, that's uh, very exciting <laughs> for this year's premiership team. Yeah, um, that won't surprise you. <laughs> no, it shouldn't. Uh, now, let's turn our attention to Friday night, Tim. Uh, you, do, you, do you think the Bombers will come out breathing fire after, you know, uh, probably a bit of a stark review on, on, on Monday or over the weekend? Yeah. Mm. Um, and, you know, just you know, put it to Collingwood that um, they're, they're not going to get leave this year without a big fight? You would hope so, Jack. You'd hope so. You, you would think that, you know, if players had pride in performances, you'd think they'd go away, they'd lick their wounds after that performance last week and they'd want to try and rectify it and finish the season on a high note. So you'd hope there's going to be a response of some kind. No, let's hope so. Um, and just, just lastly, Tim, I know you got to get to the news, so we appreciate you giving us some of your time. But what are the chances of um, of your offsider uh, on your breakfast radio show coming on a show like ours? <laughs> um, how much do you pay? I, don't know what I, I know the fee I negotiated is a very hefty fee. Publicly, obviously, um, he will be double what I am. Oh gosh. <laughs> So chances are low. Is that what you're yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I know you got deep pockets, Jack. Um, but you'll need to negotiate heavily. Well, well I'll, I'll need to I'll go through uh, his, uh, through you if uh, I've met any chance. So that would be uh, great if you well, could help me out. You and he have one, you and he have that connection, the Melbourne Footy Club connection. So that's a bit of a head start for you. Fantastic. Okay, Tim. We'll let you. Um, hopefully everything's sorted out of the seven years. Oh yeah. The fire's been put out or whatever else is going on. Is, is everything right there? I can smell some smoke, Jack, but that may just be the barbecue out there on the landing. I'm not quite sure I'm going to have to go out there. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks so much for giving us some of your time, Tim. On you, Jack. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, Tim. Fantastic. Uh, Tim Watson, uh, Essendon legend. legend. Yes.